Blessed be the name of the Lord God Almighty. Praise God. This morning we are delighted to have God's servant here with us. Uh, we're going to have Reverend Dr. A.K. George, will minister from God's Word. He's the pastor of Ozark Christian Tabernacle. And he's also the dad of Jonathan George. Jonathan George and Marianne George is their dad. And uh, he doesn't need any special introduction. We know him. He will come and he will deliver God's word. Shall we sit in the presence of God with a prayerful attitude? Praise Good morning. It is so good to be in this house. Uh, such a joy for me and my wife, Sarah, uh, to be here this morning and worshiping the Lord with so many saints, with so many familiar faces. I'm so glad that we could uh, be in this house enjoying the presence of God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Especially, I'm so, uh, it's a pleasant surprise for me. Yeah, is a very dear friend of my father, and he is here tonight, uh, this morning. I'm so glad to see him and worshiping the Lord together this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. I thank the Lord for our dear Pastor Finney Samuel family, uh, that uh, his love for the Lord and his commitment to the work of the Lord. Uh, I thank God for him. And... Uh, well, uh, it's always a joy for me to my, worship the Lord with my brother, Finney Joshua, and, uh, and uh, Lina, Sister Lina, and our children, uh, Mary Ann, grandchild, uh, Mariah. Well, many of you already know them, and they're enjoying the fellowship. I thank God for them. And uh, uh, Finney's mom is here, uh, Jojo, and my son from traveling. So I thank the Lord this morning to be together in the house of God. Amen. And I wanted to bring greetings uh, from my church uh, in the Ozarks. Uh, some of you may have been there. Uh, Ozark is a beautiful landscape. If you haven't been there, uh, probably you missed the best part of the best. <laughs> probably should make a visit there. So um, God keeping us there and uh, it has been a couple of years since we been, I've been to this church, but the Lord been so good to us, He's been so faithful and so loving and so merciful in, his, in our life, and His mercies are new every morning, amen, hallelujah. So, uh, so this morning I thank the Lord, I've been praying and uh, been asking the Lord as to what to share, pastor told me, and uh, I was uh, praying and God gave me a word. Whatever I received from the Lord, I wanted to share with you this morning. Hallelujah. So, let's be in the house of the Lord with an attitude of prayer. I, I believe the Spirit of God is going to minister to us, each, to each one of us. And no matter uh, what we might be, what circumstances we might be in, I may not know, but the Spirit of God knows it very well. Amen. So we need to lift our eyes to him. We need to be in an attitude of prayer and expectancy. The Spirit of God may minister to us. So let us turn to the book of Acts, 
chapter 27, 21 onwards. Book of Acts, chapter 27, verses 21 onwards. Let me read this. Oh, somebody can read? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We all know this story. Amen. And we ask the Lord to, to open our eyes, open our hearts, to, to, to speak to us individually what the Spirit of God wants to speak to us. Father, we thank you this morning. We thank you for your presence in our midst. Lord, we thank you for your word. Help us, O oh Father, to understand, to comprehend, and apply lives. Lord, we pray thou may give us the grace to live this life to bring glory and honor to your name. Bless your people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Paul, one of the greatest missionaries or an apostles of all time, he uh, was one of the ardent enemies of the cross, but now became a great, one of the greatest proponents of the gospel. He became an apostle, and he's the one who said, I count everything as a loss for the excellency of the knowledge of the one who is crucified. Saying that I, I carry the marks of apostleship in my body. So such a great man of God now, in this particular passage, we, we find this Paul uh, in, a, in a shipwreck. Paul was a prisoner of the gospel. He was taken as a, as a prisoner to, to, to be tried before Caesar. Because he being a Roman citizen, he wanted to be treated as a Roman citizen. I don't want to go into the details of this. but So on his way, he, with so many other prisoners, in fact, there are a total of 276 people in the ship. They were on there. They were sailing. On the way, there was a wind. Uh, started going against them. In those days, as we may know, that uh, these ships are no, there's no engine there. They have to be driven by wind power. So they have to steer the ship uh, based on the wind. So on the way, they had this uh, fear blowing against. And they, uh, the captain totally lost control. Uh, it was a very tempestuous wind. And the Bible says that the name of the wind that, that had that storm is called uh, Euroclidon. So it is very powerful. And the captain lost the control of And now they, they totally lost control and the ship, it is, trend, it is you know, floating in the waters. And uh, the Bible says, when we read this, uh, in verse 21, after a long abstinence from food, so the, so the storm was so powerful, lost their appetite, maybe because of the seasickness, maybe because of the fear. They thought they were going to make it, but as days go by, they, they became so dark, they could not even see the sun and moon and stars, and they've been so afraid and 
fear of death was gripping their heart. After a long abstinence from food, then Paul stood in the midst of them and said, Men, you should have listened to me and not have sailed from Crete and incurred this disaster and loss. But now I urge you to take heart, for there will be no loss for you, but only for the ship. For there stood by me this night an angel of God, whom I belong and whom I serve, saying, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must be brought before Caesar, and indeed, God has granted you all those who are with you. Amen. Paul, in the midst of the crowd, everybody was gripped in fear. They've been, they've been, they lost their sleep, they lost their appetite, they, are, they, are, they lost all the hope of survival. Now they, are, they know that they, they, they are destined to die in the middle of the So while at that moment, Paul was standing among them. A man who, as if he didn't see anything, you know, he was also in the same ship, right? He also in the same ship, going through the same experiences, but he stood among them and said, Men, I got something to tell you. You know what? Last night, the God whom I belong to, the God whom I serve, he told me one thing. You know what he told me? None of you are going to die. You may lose your cargo, you may lose your ship, but none of you die. He told me, I'm granting you these 276 people. Amen. Hallelujah. Paul was so, had so much assurance about what the Lord has told him. This is the same Paul was ridiculed by the captain a few, few days ago, a few months ago. They said, he said, when he was there, when they left their, they, they, when they left the place called Fair Haven, Paul told them, "Don't leave, because I perceive that we, this voyage is going to be a disaster. You lost. Don't go." But they didn't listen. But this time, they're all. There's a pin drop silence in the ship. Everybody was listening to Paul. Amen. I wonder how come all of a sudden all these people who've been ridiculing and looking upon them, now they say they are listening very patiently, very carefully, every word that Paul spoke. Amen. Not only they listened, they've been, they did exactly what Paul said. They said, take courage, go and let, let's eat. He took the food and blessed it and he had a good time. Everybody ate and everybody ate. Amen. Paul is a prisoner, right? He's a prisoner. But now his prison became a pulpit. <laughs> his prison became a pulpit. Everybody is listening to Paul. Not only is it an ordinary pulpit, ordinary pulpit, even the pastor may speak his heart out, but people listen. Many of them don't, they don't even listen. They don't even if you listen, they don't follow what the pastor says. But in the history of the church, this Paul's message was so effective. Every one of them listened to what Paul said, and they did exactly what he said. Amen. So Paul's prison life became a powerful pulpit. People paid attention. Amen. Then they finally they landed in Crete, and that that island, and the islanders when they saw, as you know the story, 
and this uh, the snake the venomous snake is creeping into the hand of paul guy is a murderer you know even though he he escaped the sea you know justice is not leaving him he's going to die they were waiting for him to fall dead right before their eyes but you know what paul shook off the snake into the fire and they, the the snake burned alive in that fire then they said, no, he is not an ordinary man. He may be one of the gods. They paid attention to him. The whole islanders became the captive audience, and that island became the convention ground for Paul. You know what? All the islanders, but all their sick ones, all the diseases, they all to listen to Paul. They all got healed. And the islanders came to know the God of Paul. Amen. It doesn't matter whether you are a prisoner or a free man. When you have the vision and the anointing of God upon your life, your prisoner, hallelujah, God can change into, hallelujah, a, a, a life that will bring glory to his name. The islanders, the prisoners, many of them turn to the Lord because of what Paul, what God has done through Paul's life. Amen. In the midst of a shipwreck, when this tempest-tossed ship was, 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 it was tossing in the wind, when everybody, everyone was gripped in fear, and now because of Paul's stand and his relationship with the Lord, he changed the whole atmosphere. Amen? Hallelujah. That sinking ship became a salvation express. <laughs> You know, the whole people came to know the Lord of Paul. It is no more a sinking ship as if the ship is lost, but all those. And they came to know the Paul of the God of Paul. Amen. The question now comes, how come all this happens? How come all this happens? You know, how come this transformation happened? The answer is in the book of Acts chapter 26. Chapter 26, verses 16 to 19. Hmm. also. Amen. Hallelujah. Again, the story is that Jerusalem, Paul was, was captured as a, as a prisoner of the gospel. Now he is tried before uh, Festus, the, the governor, and, and, and he was making his case, and he was telling his testimony, what happened to him. He said, on the road to Damascus, I had this, this is the, the Damascus road vision. I had this vision, and the, and the vision, the, the Lord came and uh, stood in front of me, and he said, I'm for this very purpose, to make you a, 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 a minister, to make you a witness to what you are seeing and what you're about to see in your life. 
to open the eyes of those who are blind unable to see the truth set them free from the darkness to enable them to help them to enjoy the blessings and the promises of god in their lives i called you for this very purpose to be a witness and to be a minister and then he says agripa oh agripa i disobedient to the heavenly vision oh king agripa i was obedient to the vision basically he's saying i am a man who is obedient to the vision that i received from god he's saying i am a man vision i am driven by a vision the vision that god gave it to me be a witness and to be a minister hallelujah hallelujah children of god i i i believe this is for each and every one of us i don't believe this is a unique vision for paul i believe it is a universal vision for each and to be a witness for the lord to be a minister for the lord amen you may wonder you may ask yourself how can i be a minister how can i be no matter who we are by virtue of our position we are a minister you may be a husband you may be a wife you may be a father you may be a son you may be a daughter no matter what our position is a pastor or a deacon we all are in position to minister to the lord amen and the way we can be successful is to recognize our position be obedient to the vision that god gave it to us hallelujah paul will say paul can say can give a long list of sufferings and trials in his life if you read the second corinthians chapter 11 you can see i was flogged you know i was beaten up i was stoned i was that face to face many times uh, you know the perils in the sea perils on the on the on the shore and perils with the people in my countrymen in my fellow men amen all kinds of disasters in his life but through it all i can say one thing i was always to the vision that god gave it to me i was obedient to be a witness and to be a minister in this particular passage when we he says men last night the god whom i belong to which means i belong to somebody i he belong to me i have a relationship with him he is mine and he is and i am his everything that he has for me i believe in what he says when he says don't be afraid I will be with you even to the end of the world I believe it In the times of trouble he will hide me in his pavilion I believe it He is mine I am his In the trials and turmoils of life when he says be still and know I believe it That is his witness Amen If you throw into the Philippian jail You may wonder how come this man singing and and praising God and praying to the Lord is it because he's beaten up and bruised and bleeding that he's singing because of that is making a proclamation I belong to him I am his he is so good to me I wonder what kind of song he was singing I believe it was the song 
He is all good. He is all good. He's all good to me. I love him so. I love him so. I love him so. To me. Children of God, trials, shipwrecks, turmoils, jails won't change what he said. Amen. Hallelujah. That is a testimony. And Paul says, the one serving. You may wonder what is he doing in the shipwreck, what kind of a service he is doing. Everybody is dying, everybody is you know, panicking, they are throwing out the cargo, they are, they are gripped in fear. What kind of a ministry he is doing? I myself wondered, what is he doing there? The Bible says, the angel told him, I grant you, I grant you these men. Amen. These 276 people I am granting. If something is need to be granted to you, you need to make a request, right? Amen. If something need to be granted, you need to make a request. I believe when everybody is panicking and gripped in fear and, and facing and about to die, this Paul who had this, this vision-driven man was praying, Lord, these people you are giving in my hands, I am praying for them. I am praying for their life. I am praying their salvation. I want prisoners, they are, they are murderers, they are thieves, but I want them to know me, your, my Lord, you. He was praying. No wonder when the angel come, he said, I am granting these people to you. Amen. Hallelujah. One man. A man with a vision, he's, that mission, he had a sense of belonging. That's what I said. He belonged to me. A sense of belonging and a sense of mission was always driving Paul. Amen. When you go through trials and turmoil, you may wonder how can, how come, how, how come happened to me? What should I do? When things are going south, when things are against me, everything is falling apart, when life is going to be, come to a standstill, what should I do? In those times, the Spirit of the Lord is reminding us of belonging and a sense of mission should drive you. Hallelujah. 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 He will never fail us. He will never fail us. He's a faithful God. Hallelujah. You know, interestingly, this Paul warned them in that fair heaven, when they have to come into the place fair heaven, that don't go. But they decided to go anyway because the captain and the and the, and the ship they knew better because after all, Paul, you are a prisoner. Right? Who, what do you know? <laughs> you are a prisoner. We are the captain. I am the captain. I am the owner of the ship. And the majority said, now we should go. And because this place was not good for wintering, so they were going for a better place. And they are going for a... So, and not only that, now the wind, the south wind was blowing swiftly. They thought everything is in their favor, Right? Everything is going in their favor. 
But a man with a vision said, no, no, don't go. I know you are, you, the, this is all true. I am not the captain. I am not too much of experience. But one thing I know, I am a man of vision. I am a vision-driven man. He said, don't go. I perceive disaster in this voyage. So he, even though he was driven by vision, the owners and the captain was driven by impulses. They had the, the impulse, they, they driven by what they feel good about. I feel good to go. I feel everything is okay. The wind is okay. The prevailing wisdom, the majority opinion. Many times in life situation, we think. In our own life, sometimes our partners, or sometimes as a father, as in the house, when the children are going astray, going against, or when the wife, you know, go along with what the husband says, or the husband doesn't go along with what the wife says, and one of them may be a vision-driven man or a woman, the other, the other one could be an impulse-driven person. They go by impulses, they go by feelings, they go by public opinion, they go by major prevailing wisdom. But you as a man of God or a woman of God, you want to be driven by vision that God gave it to you. So when there is a conflict, question is how we can... Amen. Amen. These two things should drive you. I want to be a witness. I want to be a minister. I don't want to go by my impulses and feelings. Hallelujah. I want to be a witness. I know who my Lord is. I know He called me. I know He appointed me. I know He gave me this position. He is well able to take me to the destination. A God-given vision has a God-given A God-given vision has a God-given path. That may not be the path defined by you, but it's a God-given, God-defined path ordained path. In the God-ordained path, He will give you the, His power. He will give you His provisions. Protection in your life. You are not counting on your power, your provisions. He Himself, God, has to give you the protection, the provisions, and the power to live. Amen? Hallelujah. These things are always own life in every situation, when you are in the job place, when you are in your family, and you are a church pastor or, you are, or, a, or a business owner, always this comes. You want to be driven by the vision that God gave it to you. But the partners, the people, the family, the church, you know, they may not go along with you. Your job is to be a witness, be a minister. Pray for them. Intercede for them. That is what Paul did. Hallelujah. And we know it's such a blessed ending. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. What shall we do? Children of God, we need to get this vision from the Lord. A universal vision, this is applicable to all of us. We need to be a witness. You may not be going in the Bible school or seminaries, but you should be learning Blind man's theological school. You know the blind man's theological school? The blind man got healed. He said, I don't know whether Jesus is a redeemer, he is a prophet, or he is a, I don't know who it is, but one thing I know, 
I was blind, I got healed. That is the testimony you have to have. That is the witness you have, what the Lord has done for to you. Amen. Whatever position that you enjoy, always remind, it is a God-ordained. You became a husband or a wife or a pastor because God appointed you there. I need to be a minister. I need to be faithful to the call. You can always say, I was obedient to the vision of me. Hallelujah. So, if you do that, at the end we can say like Paul, Hallelujah. I fought a good fight. I run the race. I kept the faith. But now, the righteous. You know, he is keeping for me the righteous crown. And not only me, for all those who hope in his coming. Amen. If you expect that to be your testimony, we need to path, go move along in a vision-driven path. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be handicapped by so many things around you, but all those handicaps, amen, all those handicaps become the handiworks of God. God has a way to turn it around. Amen. Hallelujah. Nothing is too hard for the Lord. Hallelujah. This storm-tossed uh, wind. Amen. And he was about to sink. Hallelujah. God could change it around. Hallelujah. It is my prayer that the Lord may help us and each one of us to recognize receive a vision from the Lord. You may have a universal vision, but in your particular situation, we need to have a unique vision that only God can give. The unique vision that you receive from the Lord is always in tune with the universal vision. It means only to fulfill the solution of being a witness and being a minister of the Lord. So it is my prayer that God may help each and every one of us to be a witness and to be a minister for the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. In this journey of life, when we have, when you we go forward with a God-given vision, when you drive, then the heavenly vision that when it drives you, amen, hallelujah, there's always will be challenges against it. You have to deal with people who are driven by impulses. Ask the Lord to give us the wisdom, the grace to pursue the vision that God gave it to you. Amen. I thank the Lord for this uh, church. I thank the Lord, Pastor, to give me the opportunity to share what the Lord has given in my heart. So may the Lord bless us.